Hey, what's up, everyone? This is George Jones, and this is the Training Day Podcast, where we hope to put everyday good works into glorifying God, and we speak on topics that we may not be able to get to talk about um, enough in services, since we exegete uh, text uh, every Sunday, and that means we go line by line and book by book, and we study books, and sometimes we don't get to talk about different topics, so um, I'm excited about today. Uh, I got a good, good, good brother and friend of mine in the building with me. Um, and first off, you know, I got to say, what up, my boy? My boy. My boy. All right, we have uh, Brett Howell um, here in the building with us. And um, today we're going to be talking about supporting your wife in ministry. All right, Brett, so thank you so much for coming. Uh, real quick, let everybody know who you are, your history with Gospel Community Church, and kind of what you do in your everyday life. Um, talk about your family. Talk about your work, and kind of let give people a quick background of who you are. <clears throat> well, you want the long story or the short story? I mean, we got all day. I can make <laughs> edits if I need to. You know. <clears throat> um, so, um, I'm Brett Howell. Um, my wife is Heather Howell. We've been at Gospel Community Church for what, eight years now, uh, almost nine years. Um, so we can mark our um, attendance at GCC by. Um, the age of our oldest girl, because we came here when she was freshly born. <laughs> I would think she was a uh, two weeks out of the hospital before we came to our first uh, our first service. Um, but yeah, we, my wife and I were uh, we met in college. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole uh, you yeah. know the whole story of how we met and all that stuff. But we we met in college, and after we graduated from college, we wound up going into full time ministry of campus outreach. Um, for those who don't know what campus outreach is, it's pretty much the same thing as Campus Crusade, just a different variety. Um, so, yeah, we went into uh, campus outreach. We were there for about a year and a half, two years. Can't really remember. Um, but we, when we wound up leaving the ministry, we found ourselves in Fayetteville. Um, I bumped into a, uh, a buddy of mine that who was uh, Wyatt Martin, goes to GCC. Um, he was a fraternity brother of mine in college. And he was telling me they had a, uh, you know, they had a small group coming up. So he asked me if I wanted to come. Absolutely. Came to the small group, um, went to this like bachelor party for one of the guys at the church who was getting married. He's, uh, he's gone now. Um, went to that and all of a sudden I was at home, like, so met all the guys, uh, you know, you're talking about a bunch of dudes just standing around eating meat, grilling meat, <laughs> right. And then worshiping Jesus. That was awesome. So, um, I told my wife, I was like, well, we're, we're pretty much home. So let's, let's go to a service, went to service. And that was it. Yeah, St. Jane history been there, been here, uh, almost nine years now. Um, so me, I, uh, I build houses. I work for Coulter homes. Um, anybody in the area knows Crestwind, um, Peachtree city. That's, that's the development I'm building right now. Um, yeah, we hit me, uh, Heather, she, um, she wasn't, she still is in real estate. She was part of a real estate team for a long time, um, but she just recently left uh, that team to work on her own, and now she's working part-time for the church, which is kind of the reason that I'm here for this particular podcast. Yeah, she's the ministry and media director um, here at Gospel Community Church. I got to back it up real quick because you went to a bachelor party for a guy that you said is gone. Let's just clarify and say 
he moved on to another church. Yeah, 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 yeah. He ain't with Jesus. No, Not no. yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got married, took a job with Chick-fil-A, and they, they relocated to, to further his career. So that, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Praise God, man. Um, yeah, so everybody knows me, and everyone knows my wife, Nicole. Um, and she and Heather get the chance to collab a lot, and our families are really close, and it's an honor and a blessing for you to be here. And um, let's dig into it, man. I got the first question um, on this topic of supporting your wife in ministry that I'm going to ask you is, how do you identify when to push your wife to stretch herself for ministry and when to protect her from getting to a breaking point? So um, as far as identifying when to quote unquote push her, um, I use the quotes because I say that delicately, um, is, is it, I have to monitor. I have to kind of watch um, things. Things that I'm looking for is uh, really, really just three three main things I'm looking for is, is one is what is, what is her time in the Word looking like? Um, what, what's her relationship with the Lord looking like? Um, you know, is she consistently spending time in the Word? Um, am I hearing her listen to worship music like she normally is? And th- things that I see that she's doing when she's healthy. Um, two is I'm looking at, uh, her emotional health. Um, is she short with the kids? Um, is her temper flaring up a little bit? Is she getting a little snappy with me? Things like that. Um, and then third is I'm looking for her engagement. It's like, is she engaging me? Um, when I engage her, is she engaging back? Um, just to use those three things, just kind of as a barometer for where, where her spiritual, mental and emotional health is. Um, so there are times, um, I've actually seen it in the past couple of weeks because she's been working nonstop. Um, you know, we've, we've had several events coming up. We just, we had our vision night. Uh, we've had, uh, we had like a, a men's kind of retreat, a small retreat, but we had a men's event. Um, we just planned another event, men's event for tomorrow, So she's been working around the clock and, and, and watching that, I can see from time to time her engagement starts to wane a little bit. Um, you know, all three of them may not suffer at the same time, you know, like your time in the word, her emotional um, health, and then her, her engagement. They may not all suffer at the same time, but I'm looking for the small things. Like, you know, so is it too easy to sit down Netflix and chill and not engage? If that's the case, then I see that, hey, she's, she's not really engaging. That, that tells me that she's, she's tired. Um, if I see her being short with the kids, like, you know, she, she might be engaging with me fine, but if she's getting snappy with the kids and stuff like that, I know she's being stretched thin. So in those moments, that's, that's when I have to listen, if that makes sense. You know, try to try to engage her and ask her how things are going so that she can talk to me and just get all that stuff out. Um, I don't know if anybody has seen the video. It's not about the nail on uh, YouTube. If you haven't seen it, look it up. I'm not going to tell you about it. It's hilarious. Um, but it's basically, it's like my wife a lot of times just wants to be heard. She doesn't want me to fix all of her problems. She doesn't want me to fix all of her um, work issues and stuff like that. She's not looking for solutions. She just wants to be heard. So I hear, you know, and, and through that, that's how, when I'm, when I'm really listening, I can hear how I can help her. Um, so it's those times it's like, I have to, 
in, in, in conversation, bring it up delicately. It's like, Hey, sometimes, you know, in, in, in ministry, you're going to have to lean on other people. You can't do it all. Other people can't do it all. So it's just like, Hey, utilize everybody you have, um, you know, within your surroundings. Uh, and that's, that's the real tough part about it because, you know, everybody wants, you know, especially your sacrificial servants, they, they want to do everything. George, I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, in in those times, I kind of have to push her to maybe dial it down a little bit, take some time for herself. That's the biggest thing. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead. I don't know what other kind of questions you got yeah. quite yet. But um, I mean, for some of us who whose wives maybe try to hold on to those feelings or those emotions or frustrations or stress, <laughs> anxiety, I heard you say... delicately approach your wife so um in those terms when you see maybe these signs or you hear these symptoms how would you approach your wife to um suggest that hey how's your word time how's your worship time how's your prayer time um how would you go about that so I got to be really careful here because I'm sure my wife's going to hear this podcast. Um, so <laughs> let me let me make this clear right off the bat is uh, I'm not an expert on this. I'm I, this is a work in progress. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's, <laughs> she might hear the things that I'm saying. She's like, you don't do that very well at all. And I'm like, preach. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, but generally, um, I. I I don't just want to bring it up bluntly. It's just one of those things that's just, you know, when I'm asking about how her day's going and when she's offering me this information and telling me about how her week's been and talking through me and all this stuff. Um, so when I hear her, a lot of times it just comes down to encouragement. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, like you're doing a great job. You, you really are. Um, you could not be in a better spot, you know. Um, working in ministry for a gospel community church with the leadership that you're surrounded by, the team that you're surrounded by, like that's a blessing, you know, and just encouraging her in that. Um, a lot of times it's all the push that she needs. Um, you know, other times it's just like, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a push, but um, last night, for example, um, she had a birthday party with Catherine Hawkins. They they all went to Sonoma. They went to Nick and Norman's and, um, you know, selfishly a lot of times when she's like hey hey we got we got dinner tonight in Sonoma so and I'm like oh I guess I'm not invited to this you know girls party type thing you know I don't want any snide comments don't you know get all up in my feels like, oh I'm not invited uh, you know you can stay at home with the kids blah 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 you know it's just like no go babe go like have fun like just, I mean not, not too long ago they all flew out to Texas yeah uh, you know Nicole went too yeah um and I was like babe go like, I got the kids. Go. We'll be fine. You don't worry about us. Don't think about us. Call us if you want to. I prefer you did. But if you don't, that's fine, too. Go have a good time. You know? Yeah. And sometimes that's that's all it takes. Sometimes it's encouragement. Sometimes it's like, hey, just free her up a night or two where she can just go out. You know, hang out with her friends. Be fed. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what it really comes down to. Not so much the push, but so much the support. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was a little jelly last night. I was like, yeah. 
Why does it gotta be an all girls thing? I'm, I'm trying to eat too. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I told her I was like, hey, if you see Norman Reedus, if you even talk to Norman Reedus, I'm gonna be upset. Just so you know, Daryl's my boy. Yeah, I don't know him like that, but that's, that's the Walking Dead, man. Come on, Daryl's my. Oh guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Daryl's my guy. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know that show, but <laughs> I know who Daryl is though, because I've been around plenty of people that do like that show. But um. <laughs> Thank you, man. You ministered to me in, in those moments. And my hope and prayer is that whoever's listening to this, whether it be husband or wife, um, to take to take these nuggets, man, and um, examine your heart. And because we're no matter what in marriage, you're going to have these times where you've got to approach your spouse and point them to Jesus. And um, you're going to have those times where you got to encourage them and know when to encourage and when to try to point. And I mean, we're always pointing to Jesus, but you know what I mean? And, um, I just realized that maybe I haven't been encouraging enough, um, especially for all the things that my wife does. And I know how much that would do for me if I was encouraged. So even more so as the husband, I should be leading and protecting and guiding my wife as well in that so thank you for that well i mean even if you were saying it you know, like even if you were saying that i'm thinking back on it and even as i was saying the words that i just said i'm like oh i don't do this as well as i can yeah you know what yeah. I mean? that's the whole point of this this podcast is to get some meat and some application to how we can walk this walk this life out that the lord has graced us with um so in all that what are some practical ways you help your wife so she can thrive in her missional work. I feel like I touched on this a little bit, so just go into a little bit more detail. So I'd first preface this with, um, everybody knows the scripture is like, hey, you know, remove the speck, remove the log from your eye before you can see to remove the speck from your brother's eye, type thing. And it's it's really one of those things that, and unless I'm in a healthy place, I can't support my wife in a way that she will thrive within within the ministry so the one of the first things i have to be very careful of is my wife's got her hands in a in a lot of stuff you know what i mean she's 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 serving a church in several different capacities she wears a bunch of hats and she does real estate on the side too um so I have to be very careful that I don't get in my feels, that my pride doesn't well up a little bit, because um, it, it's super easy as a as as a man to, you know, we're doers. We, we want to do stuff, um, and I know for me, I want to be impactful. So to see my wife um, helping out with the men's ministry. Um, crushing this 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 women's ministry and this this women's podcast like I mean she's just crushing this stuff and when I when I see that it's real easy for me to get prideful and get jealous you know what I mean um, yeah so that kind of makes it I got to make sure I'm in the right headspace um, yeah. in order to to really support her and encourage her to thrive um, yeah. it's so easy in our flesh to get prideful and to get jealous. Um, you know, speaking on, on what I know in my life, it's always been me. Like, wherever I'm at, people know me, they wanna be around me, they wanna have fun with me, 
And Nicole is very um, introverted. She don't want to be in the spotlight. She don't want nobody to know what she's doing, which I praise God for that, of mm-hmm. how her character is. But it's like a flip-flop. Not, I'm not saying that I don't get love from people and that I ain't cool with people, because I am. But to see her getting all this attention and all the things that she's doing, it's so easy to feel like you're slighted or to feel like, what about me? And But I'll, I thank God that <laughs> the Holy Ghost lives in us to be like, yo, when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. When it's not, it's not. Yeah. Just trust me, you know? And I'm thankful that to get reminded of that because it's so easy to be like, but, but then, then you really, like, praise God, we just be like, Oh, man, I'm sorry, Lord, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just keep on seeing things being thrown on my wife's plate. They're like, oh, you did a good job. Will you handle this? I'm just like, I want to do things. Like, I want to do some stuff. Let me do some stuff, you know. But I'm just like, no, 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 no. It's not about you. Yeah. I mean, that goes back to, like, the the discipleship group. When, when I first became a believer in college, this group of guys just randomly just came together in Christ. It was beautiful but i remember one of the catchphrases we used all the time in rebuking people in in their pride was like hey it's not about you it's not about you you know and how much doubly does that apply now as a married man it's just like hey as a single guy hey it's not about you it's about jesus so now i compound that it's like hey it's not about you it's about jesus and it being about jesus makes it about your wife not about you you know, yeah. so, uh, so kind of moving forward into that, it's like, you know, the practical ways we kind of ta- touched on that a little bit on the previous question I got ahead of myself was, you know, it's just freeing up some time for her, you know, because we, we know the ministry is, it's, it's not nine to five, like yeah. it's 24 yeah. seven, you know? And so, uh, it, it's, it's freeing up time for her to, um, whether it's just spend time with some, some sisters in Christ where she can get fed um, or they can just go out and laugh. Um, she went out with uh, all the girls last night. She told me she sat next to Leah and Malia. Um, for those who are listening who don't know who these people are, um, Leah and Malia are insane. Like <laughs> you get those two together, they're insane. You're laughing. Your stomach's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just giving them time like that is amazing. You know, one of the biggest things that, I've learned for us husbands and, and spouses as well for wives that when you're with somebody for time, I say, you know, I say you at least got at least gotta be like three to five years plus, but you gotta at least have three day three years where you're with your person every day to really get to know them. And so now it's very I'm thankful that my wife don't even have to say nothing. I can just look at her and be like, hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talk to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if they try to play coy or try to play like everything's Gucci, you know, you could just be like, like last night, I was like, baby, we've been together 13 years. Holla, like, I know when something's bothering you, you know? And use that time to minister and point her to Christ and, um, but another thing that you had said earlier that really touched my heart is that you, when you know that you're the spiritual head of your house and the head of your home, it's like a man just wants to fix everything or try to make it right. And you had said, you know, just be an ear. We can't fix everything. Be an ear and point him to Jesus, you know. 
Um, but it's hard because you desperately just, you don't want to see your bride hurting. Mm. So you just want to fix it all and try to fix it when they just want you, they just want to unload it on you, you know? So thank you for that. Um, you got anything else to put in on that practical? Um, well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where some, it's, it's a delicate matter to help your spouse manage their time in the word. Um, because I, I I know for me that I mean that's a struggle for me considering I get up so early, um, so a lot of times I find myself, you know, getting in the word on my phone uh, while I'm standing in front of the kitchen counter eating my breakfast. Um, because if I sit down that early in the morning, I'm gonna fall asleep. Um, so I stand and eat and I stand and read so I don't fall asleep. You know, um, so knowing how hard it is for me, trying to monitor and kind of check in on my wife as she's getting in the word, she's got a routine. I know exactly what she does. Um, if I, she goes, she wakes up, she mix, fixes a cup of coffee. And if she doesn't get up by a specific time, I know, oops, she's not going to be able to get in the word at her normal time. So she's got to work it in during the day. Um, but she'll get up, fix a cup of coffee, sit down on the couch, same place she always sits. And um, she'll, she'll get in the word on her Bible app. You know, and she's real big about hitting her streaks and stuff like that. Any kind of motivator you can have to yeah, keep yeah, you getting yeah. in the word is a good thing. For sure. Um, but even you know, a lot of times we say it's like, "Hey, this doesn't need to be a check in the box type thing." But it, sometimes it just kind of needs to be because that's just something you need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll pay attention to her when I'm getting ready. Is what she's doing on the couch, and there's a telltale sign that any guy who has a wife who gets in the word on the phone can see this. If they see that, that thumb steady scrolling, they ain't reading. They don't nobody read that fast. They're scrolling Facebook. You know what I mean? So if I see that thumb, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let her do her, but I'm going to watch, you know? And if I see that multiple times in a row, I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe I'll bring it up. I generally don't, but I just try to bring that up carefully if i'm going to at all um normally she's pretty good about it so I, you know i'm just like hey you on, you on facebook oh it, well, well, you, you know and then it kind of fixes itself yeah um so yeah it's just the biggest practical thing is just paying attention like because I, I can probably speak for every guy who's in earshot of this podcast that we are very self-consumed people. You know, when we wake up and we have a task in mind, that's all we're doing. We're not really paying attention to anything else. We do not, uh, what, what's, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, multitask. Fair we don't nice. multitask very well at all. I'm like, give me a job, let me do it. Get yeah. out of my way. Yeah. Um, so paying attention to stuff while I'm accomplishing a task is kind of hard. So the biggest thing is just paying attention to your wife, watcher, studier, right. stuff like that. So let me ask you this question. It's kind of not off the topic, but kind of off topic. You know, our life is peaks and valleys all the time. So mm -hmm. let's say you're in a valley moment of you ain't been in the word in a while. It's going on like a month, maybe more. Um, and you just don't have it in you. Maybe, maybe something's happened. I don't know. Whatever. Life happens sometimes. How do you then encourage your wife and yourself how do you encourage yourself to get back in it um what are some things that 
that you might implicate uh, to get back in when you know it's been so long? For me specifically, um, what what I have found to reign true is in in ministry and discipleship and marriage and everything is this this saying that goes back a long way is more is caught than is taught. You know what I mean? And it's like you you look at the people that you surround yourself with, you kind of take on some of their characteristics, if that makes sense. Um, the, you know, uh, you know what your what your parents will say. Hey, you lay with dogs, you're gonna get fleas. You know what I mean? That you can lay with dogs and get fleas, or you can hang out with some people and get good characteristics, get good habits. So it's more is caught than is taught. So I find that when I myself am having a hard time getting in the word, I'm in this valley, so to speak. Um, the best way to encourage myself is to encourage my wife in the same way. So what I've done multiple times is I'm like, hey, can you please make sure I'm up and out of bed? Because I need your help on this because it's too easy to hit that snooze button. If you get up before I do, turn on the light. Like, <laughs> make it difficult for me to sleep because I'm having a hard time getting in the Word and I'm expressing my hard time to my wife getting in the Word, right? And asking for her help to help me make sure that I'm getting up and getting in the Word. And by doing that, it's leading by example. So if my wife is also struggling getting in the Word, she's like, okay, he's taking steps to make sure he's doing it. So I need to do the same. Yeah. It's, it, it, that's way more, in my particular situation, it's way more practical than saying, hey, babe, you're not getting in the Word. You need to be getting in the word. So, oh, oh, oh hey, okay, pot. <laughs> that, that kettle's black too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I, I find that that's very practical. So in her helping me get up and get in the word, she's also helping herself. And she's encouraged by seeing me do that. Um, I think that's something as husbands we miss so often. Yeah. Because I don't care how macho you are, when we hear that, Husband is the head of the wife, is the head of the household and all that. Um, the, our culture hates that. And to be honest with you, I think 90% of men internally hate it. You know what I mean? It's because like, we, don't, we don't want to take responsibility for all that. Yeah. A lot of times. You know, so leading by example is really a hard thing to do, but that's what we're called to do. And when our wives see us doing that stuff, is way more impactful than us telling them they need to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, makes a lot of sense. And I mean, that's just how God ordained and orchestrated it all. He also ordained it that we could carry loads, you know, physically and spiritually more than our wives can. And that's something that I'm kind of learning right now. Um, is I'm trying to encourage my wife to dump all the garbage and stuff on me that she shouldn't be carrying it. I was built and made to carry these things as the head, as the spiritual head, and to bring them before God. And um, to, you know, I always feel like guys do a little bit better than that. I mean, deep down, us as men, we are very emotional people, If even if we don't show it to everybody. But um, I think we can hold it all, hold it together a little bit better. I'm not 
you know, talking about ladies and say ladies can't keep nothing together. But I just think spiritually we were made to hold these things and hold difficult things. And yeah, we might cry or things might be, you know, bad, but we just can kind of carry it around a little bit better than women. And I don't mean to say that to sound, you know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I've had this conversation numerous times is the differences in, in men and women, right? Yeah. So really when you think about it is you ever, you ever listen to your wife tell a story and like talk about her day, you get lots of information that is factual and you get lots of feelings all at the same time. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, uh, you know, I've, I've read these studies and stuff that shows like women use both hemispheres of the brain at the same time, which blows my mind. That's they multitask, right? (laughs) So they can have feelings and be logical at, at the same time. Um, which is a huge strength. A lot of times, a lot of times it's a huge weakness because there, there's too much emotion involved in it. Now, men at the same time, I don't know if any men listening to this podcast can probably, uh, you know, notice that this is a true thing, but it's like, I'm either emotional or I'm logical. There's no in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're talking to your wife sometimes you're like, no, okay. Logically, here's the solution. You're not feeling what she's feeling. Yeah. You just like, here's the solution. Either that or you're just angry or upset or sad or something like that. We don't do both at the same time, which is a huge strength, which allows us to carry more because we can compartmentalize a lot easier. But when we come apart, we come apart hard. But it's also a huge weakness because we don't empathize as well as women do. Just facts. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of all that, how do you balance, you know, your wife's ministry work and stay fervent in your own everyday missional work? You know, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, so I, I, I will say this. This is where my sin can come out in a very huge way is when me and Heather have conversations um and she's talking about like all the things that she's you know working through all all the different you know balls that she's juggling all the different hats that she's wearing um and trying to hear that and and be sympathetic with that what in the same time i'm like don't you know that like i'm in half the meetings that you are um, I'm meeting with people one-on-one. I'm discipling people. I'm leading the community group. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes, big dog. Pump yeah. the brakes. Yeah. It's not about you. You know what I mean? So I have to guard my heart in that big time. It's just like, hey, you know, she's got a lot going on. It's not a competition. This is your job is to support and nurture her the best that you can. Yeah. So really when it comes down to it, it's like, um, even though I've got a lot going on, I go back to Ephesians five, you know, we, we see, um, wives submit to your husbands, right? And people are like, stop right there. We're not going any further. You know, the modern culture is like, doesn't want to read any further than that. Um, but then if you keep on reading, it says, but, but husbands, here's your task. Love your wives 
as Christ Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So what does that mean? That means we die for our wife. Jesus died for us. We die for our wife. So if you're really looking for a scriptural answer to how to balance that is your needs go on the back burner as the man. As well, they should. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, so let's just say it comes time to where I've had a long week. You know, I've got a lot going on. If you know anything about building houses, those who are listening, I am herding cats and babysitting adults all day. Like, that's what I do. You're babysitting people who don't need babysitting, fixing all the world's problems. So when I've had a rough day, long week of work, and I've been meeting with people at night, going to the same meetings, um, and she needs some time, she wants to go with the girls, okay. Her needs need to come before my own. That, that's just period. Yeah. How I feel about that is not important. How I should feel about that is very important. Right. So how should I feel about that? Well, I'm doing what Jesus told me to do. Amen. Die for your wife. Amen. So. And I'm terrible at it. Hey. (laughs) Sanctification, my boy. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) You know, every day that we open our eyes up, his mercies are new each day. And we get to go at it again and grow and prayerfully be better than we were the day before. So, Well, I will say this to kind of go into that, to answer the question more fully, is there does have to be some balance in there. Um, so if you're constantly dying to yourself and you're constantly giving up your own time to make sure that your wife is healthy to do the things that she needs to do, at some point you're going to run out. You know what I mean? And you're going to crash and you're going to burn, right? So that's why it's so important to stay in the Word, to be in community with other other like-minded men, right? To kind of preach you up and, and, and prop you up. Um, but two is what I found is true with my wife, and I, I would venture to say in a gospel-centered marriage, it would be true of everybody's wife, is that when I am dying and sacrificing myself, sacrificing my time for my wife, she has zero problems sacrificing her time for me. Yeah. Zero problems. The reciprocity is unequivocal. You know, she just does it, right? Yeah. And it's out of joy. It's not out of duty. So I, I find that to be true. If that's an encouragement to anybody listening, it's just like, hey, you die to your wife. It's not a one-way street. She's she's going to love you through that. Yeah. If if she is a believer, if she is in this gospel marriage with you. Yeah. Facts. So, what are the benefits you've seen in your family, um, in family life, from supporting your wife's ministry endeavors? Man, so I, I'll say to kind of frame this response i'll go back to to two things that were hugely impactful to me um when i graduated from college um i I went into full-time work as a as a personal trainer um and i kind of got bumped up to be the head of the personal training team like i was the the general manager of the the training team at this gym and so I'm, i'm working and working and working and i wound up running a run into one of my um, fraternity brothers um, from college who was a believer and he had started working with campus outreach 
So he's in full-time ministry. We're kind of talking, talking about our jobs, complaining about our jobs. That's what men do. We get together and we whine, in case you ladies didn't know that. (laughs) Um, We're complaining about it. And one thing that rang true to me in that moment was, okay, he's complaining about all the stressors in his job, but he's working for Jesus. It's like, yeah, so I don't get paid as much as I want to. Yeah, but you're working for Jesus. Yeah, yeah things are tough. Yeah, but you're working for Jesus. And the 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 product that you're building is men who love Jesus. Like, that's huge. Yeah. And then I started looking at my own job, and I'm like, why? What am I doing? You know? So that's what made me fall in love with the ministry and go into the ministry. Um, so that being one. And then two, um, hearing – hearing Matt Chandler in one of his sermons talk about um, guys who, who like want to come home and sit on the couch and watch TV all night, not engage their wife, not engage their kids, not engage other men, not disciple other men. He's like, what, what is that? He was like, as men, when you hit the pillow at night, you should have no problem sleeping because you're tired because you've poured it all out that day for the Lord, whether you're working a, um, secular vocation or whether you're working in the ministry you should be pouring yourself out for god's glory boom so you should fall asleep um so those two things is is what i've noticed is in mission work whether you're working a secular job and pouring out into other men and women um or you're working in the ministry and doing the same there um both reign true is what you spend time doing and thinking about occupies your mind a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if you think about, like, say you're a carpenter and all you do is cut wood all day, that, that's what you think about a large ma- <laughs> majority of the time. But when you're constantly engaged in some sort of ministry, guess what's on your mind all the time? You know, so I've since my wife, uh, I think it's about three months that she has been working part time with the church and heading up all these ministries and stuff. Um, I have seen a huge difference into the trajectory of her mind, her thought patterns and stuff like that. She's she's constantly thinking spiritually for the family. Which, which is just a huge thing, right? And it makes me a little jealous, you know, because I come home and I'm talking about, hey, you know, this framer can't get things right and this tile guy, I don't know what he's doing. And, you know, she's talking about stuff that's for the kingdom. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So her focus being on kingdom work brings my focus into being on kingdom work as well. Yeah. You know, so I've seen a huge change in that. And plus her... You know, when she's thriving in her ministry, the the energy levels are higher, the the intimacy is higher, the everything is higher. Yeah. So, bro, I'm telling you, you know, speaking about Heather and how everything transitioned, man. She is like come to life. Not that she, you know what I mean. Like she had life before, but like even more now. Like the glow that's on her face when I see her now. She's just different. Preach. And it's just beautiful to see, man. And it's just so awesome that when God gives you a work, like how he'll just provide everything for you, revive you, help you see a little bit clearer, 
You see the whole world clearer and different. Your actions are different. Your thought patterns are different. And that's all to the glory of God. And um, the same for my wife, who was, if y'all knew her before she even came here, I mean, my wife's still introverted for sure, <laughs> but she has come out of the hole way oh, yeah. more than I ever thought would be possible. Oh, yeah. But, hey, with God, all things are possible. And to see her get to put her attributes in and the things that she's good at to work for the for the ministry and for the kingdom, um, it's beautiful to see the growth that has happened in both of our wives. But, the, the here, here's the funny thing about what you just said and this last question that you just asked me when I first got the word that y'all wanted me to do this podcast in supporting your wife in her ministry I got up in my feels a little bit I was like wait a minute guys so I, in my machismo you know, my, my, my almost misogynistic, you know, fleshful response. I was just like, what, what about me? You know what I mean? So you're asking me to come in and talk about how you're a good little housewife, you know? And I'm like, wait a minute, blah, blah, blah. This, you know, but as we were just saying, you were just saying what you were saying is like seeing my wife working for the kingdom, right? And seeing her have joy and fulfillment in what she does even through the hard stuff i'm like what do you dude wh wh why are you crying about this like why are you in your feels about this this is a beautiful thing and two do i need to remind you of ephesians 5 you know because I've, I've had this conversation so many times when i'm talking to young married people about marriage is everybody has always said marriage is 50 50 no, not even almost true. Sometimes it's 90-10, right? And every every guy listening to this, I promise you, is like, yeah, I'm 90, she's 10. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's 90-10 her. Sometimes it's 90-10 you. Sometimes it's 70-30. But the fact of the matter is, if the Lord thought that we could do this by ourselves, he wouldn't have made us a helper suitable to us. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he didn't know that men are dumb and selfish and would get in trouble, he wouldn't have made us a helper suitable for us. Yeah. You know, so my, my wife picks up my slack a lot of times, you know, and sometimes I got to pick up hers. Yeah. It's rare. It's very rare. <laughs> Bro, when God made the helpmate, boy, he knew what us men needed for sure. I don't know where I would be without my wife or any any husband out there right now. There's no way we could be the men who we are without mm. our wives get, kicking us in the rear and really, you know, making us be about that business for oh, real. Oh, dude. It's like I, I, I am blessed to be married to the beast that I'm married to. Like, she is she is no joke. He meant that in a good way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much for, um, man, sharing your life uh, with us in the world today. Um, it was It was fun. I learned a lot. Um, if I'm honest, that's the biggest thing that I love about doing this podcast now because I'm always just getting something new <laughs> that I can apply to my life. And then I get to see, and ex by examining my own heart, where I'm failing at and where I need to kick it up a notch and do better. Um, so thank you for sharing it and ministering to me. It's going to minister to a lot of the men. Um, and uh, 
man, my prayer, you know, once again is that you guys hear this and that it equips you for everyday good works, man, for all for the glory of God and um, tumbling. It's even more humbling when you get to see your wife maybe doing things that you inspire to do or be. Um, But I just want to tell you that God knows he's got a plan for you. And when it's your time, it'll be your time. Mm. Amen. Love you, man. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch y'all next time. All right, brother. Appreciate you. I left my home. Oh, the Jesus murder, stay focused, hold his garment's family broken. I will my call. It has no home. Remember the moment, Jesus murder, stay focused, hold his garment's family broken. Nobody wanna talk about it, let's talk about it. But not just talk about it, let's be about it. Be free without it, go deep about it. Not beat around the bush. Why we shook? Written in the book, tree tastes good. You won't die, says the crook. Now the word of God is something easy that we overlook. Yeah, soon as the rules were made, even Adam got extra shade. Takes the word and it gets to twist it. Been the same way since the beginning. Easy it is to get off the path of the kingdom and be the seed. Think you living free when he has the keys. Forget the feet, hanging on that tree. What does it mean that I? Be alright, come be alright.